Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. The political left would rather burn this country down to the ground rather than let Donald Trump be president. It really is amazing. They hate Donald Trump so much. They hate him more than they love America, which actually means they don't love America. This violence, the summer of 2020 and beyond, glorified and celebrated. We all know that this was law-breaking and awful. But that's how much, that's how twisted things have become. There have been so many episodes over the years. One of the worst before this, Christine Blasey Ford. When that fool of a woman came forward with her hazy, nonspecific allegations, she would have been laughed out of any police department, right? 40 years or so later, she comes stumbling in, yet the whole nation is forced to sit there and watch this and again, It's celebrated. You know, when the Supreme Court draft ruling was leaked, at first I wasn't particularly offended or bothered. I thought, well, look, the White House leaks, the Congress leaks, the Pentagon leaks, the Supreme Court, don't they leak? Apparently they don't. It's never happened. And the more I thought about it, yeah, this is another attempt, a desperate attempt to burn this country down to the ground. We are a nation that is failing, totally. And they know Joe Biden is not going to get them to the finish line. So this is a Hail Mary pass. You've seen the uh, protests so far. Uh, Democrats are excited. They are riled up. This is good for the base. See how they think? You see what they talk about? Election cycles. And by the way, this is a polite protest. We encourage these kinds of protests. But what about this stuff? What about this ugliness? Next. That's everywhere. This is... uh, This is real. They want a repeat of what we went through two years ago. Now, I actually don't think they're going to get it, but we'll see. Because right now we are a fallen country. We have no border. We are impotent overseas. We have an inflation rate that is reminiscent of the third world. Donald Trump talked about making America great again. Right now, I just want America to remain intact. And I don't know if that's going to happen. You ever see Top Gun? Great movie, Goose and Mav. And uh, they get to Top Gun school and they're all pumped up to graduate number one and get that trophy. And then they run into a bit of trouble. And then they just, well, what do you say there, Goose? You know, when I first realized going to Top Gun, all I could think about was getting that trophy. I gotta be straight with you, Matt. Right now, I just hope we graduate. Because of that flyby, things were a little bit too intense. And uh, I don't know. I don't know if we're gonna make it. Then again, if I gotta be really, it's always darkest before the dawn. Isn't that what they say? 
This is a dark hour right now. And our so-called leader, Joe Biden, he's utterly compromised and hapless. We all know that. And I think he might not even have a soul, actually. There's something fundamentally corrupt about this individual. Now, why do I say that? You know the state of our country. Do you remember the pledge he made, the solemn pledge, and what did he put into it? Today, on this January day, my whole soul is in this, bringing America together, uniting our people, uniting our nation. Well, what does it say if his whole soul was really in it? He has no soul. He has no soul. There's something empty about him. These were solemn promises, and he spoke them to everybody. We can see each other, not as adversaries, but as neighbors. We can treat each other with dignity and respect. We can join forces, stop the shouting, and lower the temperature. Now, you've seen him yell his head off a million times, and shame on you, and Bull Connor this, and all that stuff. But again, I think this was even worse than all of that. The volume was lower, but look at what he called all of us. What are the next things that are going to be attacked? Because this mega crowd is really the most extreme political organization that's existed in American history. He's talking about us in American history, extremists. Why don't you call us deplorables? Really, that's kind of what you, you want to do, right? Problem with Joe, one of his many problems, he's a snob. He is. He doesn't like us. He likes Washington. He likes the elites. Look at how he just got a big kick out of it when jokes were made about the sorry state of the country. He loved it. Sitting there in his tuxedo, he's the center of attention. He never had it so good. But he is compromised. And he's not that powerful because the president of the United States is actually subservient to this idiot, AOC. The political left, the far left, and Joe has no political soul. At least we can, we all know that. He's beholden to the far left. They're the power. They're dictating everything. And then there are some other matters. There's Russia, there's China, all that crazy stuff that was in that laptop. We still don't know the full story. What about that laptop, by the way, huh? You know, the new czar of misinformation, fighting it, doesn't believe the laptop is real. She actually said that. She said a lot of wild things. This is uh, Miss Jankowitz. They want to put her in charge of uh, judging what's disinformation and misinformation. Critical race theory has become one of those hot button issues that uh, the Republicans and, and other, you know, disinformers um, who are engaged in disinformation for profit, frankly, there are plenty of, you know, media outlets that are making money off of this too, have, have seized on. And I live in Virginia uh, and in Loudoun County, that's one of the areas um, where people have really honed in on this topic. Yeah, why did they hone in on this topic? Because a crazy critical race theory spawn books like this, the anti-racist baby book, and a lot of other things. Critical race theory is not a myth, it's a real thing. Why don't you go ask your uh, your favorite soldier in the Biden administration? And I personally find it offensive that we are accusing 
the United States military, our general officers, our commissioned, non-commissioned officers, of being, quote, woke or something else because we're studying some theories that are out there. That was started at Harvard Law School years ago, and it proposed that there were laws in the United States, antebellum laws prior to the Civil War, that led to uh, a power differential with African Americans that were three-quarters of a human being when this country was formed. And then we had a civil war and emancipation proclamation to change it. And we brought it up to the Civil Rights Act in 1964. It took another 100 years to change that. So look it, I do want to know. And knock yourself out. Resign your commission, go work at some community college, and have, have, have at it. He's a general in the military. I think he practiced that before a mirror. He should have been thinking about Afghanistan. Anyway, we know that. Back to Joe Biden, I do believe He's compromised, all right? He has this position. He's owned by the left. Um, there are the issues with Hunter, his own vulnerabilities in this realm, and they are very, very serious. And there's also the stuff that we've all seen, and nobody needs any explanation. The inappropriate touching and fondling of women and girls over the years. This is not over yet, folks. This is a real thing. And I believe it's hanging over Joe's head, all right? Now, we've all seen these photographs. We've seen these videos. They are incredibly odd. And these women are still alive, and they still have stories to tell. They're not old. Some of them are in high school. What about them? Because Andrew Cuomo, who is a, not a good governor, <laughs> Andrew Cuomo here in New York State, right? Remember him? Uh, he was governor for like 10 years, and all of a sudden they determined he's a predator. Now, they wanted Governor Cuomo out for a lot of reasons, but he's no predator. This, this is one of his accusers, and you're about to witness a moment of sexual harassment according to the Attorney General of New York State. This is what drove him out of office. Where? Nice to see you, doctor. You make that gown look good. You make that gown look good. You make that gown look good. This was documented sexual harassment. She, that person, is considered a survivor, all right? It's insane. He did nothing when it comes to this stuff. Joe, we all saw, did something, right? If they can do that to Cuomo, they can do it to him. So, he's got the job. He likes that. He likes the stuff that goes with it. He likes being the center of attention. He likes the perks. And he's just gonna go along with the crazy, weirdo, left-wing agenda, which was not who he was for most of his political life because he's compromised and what the hell, huh? How does a person like this get a job in any administration in America? We have solutions that can deliver. We're, going to, we're actually going to do 100 rules this year alone on appliances, just like you asked. We are developing partnerships on how we work together for new building standards, even for sustainable airlines. Who'd have thunk that they'd be all in, but they better be or they're going to be out of here. Now, I just thought that was some crazy substitute teacher in my old school. But that actually is an advisor, the White House National Climate Advisor. Her name is Gina McCarthy. There's real power there, right? She's talking about shutting down airlines. 
Look, so much is revealed when they look right at us and talk with that sincerity, right? Joe Biden, he thinks nothing of lying. My whole soul is in this, right? But these moments are important. Um, they tell you a lot. One of my favorite moments, and it told us a lot, was Donald Trump when he came down that escalator back in 2015, June 16th of 2015, when he announced for president, everything he said was right then and it's more right now. Our country is in serious trouble. We don't have victories anymore. We used to have victories, but we don't have them. I was actually in the room and that resonated. I thought we were an average country and we could be doing much, much more. This is America. Now, it barely feels like a country. Greatness would be great. I just want to hold it together. What else did he say that day, which was considered totally offensive and outrageous by the fake news? But he was a thousand percent right. When Mexico sends its people, they're not sending their best. They're not sending you. They're not sending you. They're sending people that have lots of problems, and they're bringing those problems with us. They're bringing drugs. They're bringing crime. They're rapists. And some, I assume, are good people. It almost seems quaint right now, those concerns. And those are real concerns. Now, terrorists. Terrorists. We have an open border. Only 23 were detained that we, that we know of. How many got through that we don't know? Terrorists are coming into America. And he's, Joe Biden is just fine with that. The DHS secretary is defending this nonsense. These are dark days. But again, it's always darkest before the dawn, don't they say? Stay with us. You know what we could really use? Some marksmanship training in the inner city. Yes, the NRA. If these guys could only aim, there'd be a lot fewer children being killed. We'll be right back. Hey, I'm Rob Carson, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast. Tired of boring traditional news updates? How about one with a conservative point of view and it's actually funny? You can subscribe for free on the Apple Podcast app and it downloads directly to your smartphone so you can listen while driving, uh, to work, riding a bike, at the gym, or even while lobster fishing off the East Coast. Subscribe today with the Apple Podcast app or go to NewsmaxTV.com slash podcasts for other platforms. Something's All I can say... Is, is that, that the, the fake, fake news just doesn't get it, do they? They had it all wrong. They always do. J.D. Vance, congratulations to him, the new Republican nominee for U.S. Senate from Ohio. He came from well behind to get that nomination to win Tuesday's primary. Let's face it, he's got a great record. This is a very interesting guy, very accomplished, but Donald Trump brought him across the finish line. That endorsement was so key. Now, I noticed this week there's barely a mention of this. If Vance had lost, they'd be writing Donald Trump's political obituary. And they told us, a lot of them did, that this would never happen. 
Donald Trump's endorsements are actually hurting their chances in so many different places. I would say J.D. Vance is an example. The people that Donald Trump endorses don't end up winning. I think Donald Trump is actually better at hurting candidates in a primary than helping them. Yes. Okay, tell that to Republican nominee for the United States Senate, J.D. Vance. These folks are always always wrong. Congratulations to J.D. Vance. You know what makes them crazy? Donald Trump not acting like their version of a politician, right? One-term presidents, and I have a feeling Donald Trump will be back, but one-term presidents are supposed to just go away, right? Kind of humiliated there. Jimmy Carter did that, right? Donald Trump does not. He's out there just putting it all on the line for the country, for the country. That's what they don't understand. He's doing this for the country. George H.W. Bush, one term. Did we really ever hear from him again? It was back up to Kenny Bunkport, and uh, that was about it. And advising George W. Bush. Thanks a lot. Now on to Elon Musk. Mr. Musk, incredibly successful and brilliant individual, is revolutionizing free speech, bringing it back. Who knew we would need a revolution for free speech in America? But his now ownership of Twitter is great, so the fake news is coming after him. A major story in the New York Times tries to paint him as a racist. Why? Because he grew up in South Africa. He lived there as a kid. This is a really nasty story. And essentially the theme is, yeah, racist for growing up during apartheid era in South Africa. Let's go through the story, shall we? Mr. Musk has heralded his purchase of Twitter as a victory for free speech. It is unclear what role his childhood coming up in a time and place in which there was hardly a free exchange of ideas. It's like apartheid is his fault and where government misinformation was used to demonize black South Africans may have played in that decision. Are they serious? It goes on. Mr. Musk has not talked much in public about a significant swath of his past, how growing up as a white person under the racist apartheid system in South Africa may have shaped him, may have shaped him. What's more, interviews with relatives and former classmates reveal an upbringing in elite segregated white communities that were littered with anti-black government propaganda uh, and detached from the atrocities that white political leaders inflicted on the black majority. He was 17 years old, all right? In the fine print of the story, they talk about how his father was against apartheid, how the family had black friends, but they were looking down on Mr. Musk and his family. The New York Times was. More on them in a moment. I haven't yet to see a story like this about Charlize Theron, the actress. She's brilliant. She can play anybody. She's like the new uh, Meryl Streep, but better. She's from South Africa. Where's the profile about her? Is she racist because she... Of course not. Of course not. The reporters who wrote the story, uh, especially John Elgin on the left, um... I have a feeling that he comes from the social justice warrior uh, perspective on a lot of issues. And it's hard to edit a piece that he produces. Moving on with the Roe v. Wade situation, Kamala Harris is back in business. How dare they? what she can do and cannot do with her own body. How dare they? How dare they try to stop her from determining her own future? How dare they 
trying to deny women their rights. Well, I'm going to tell Kamala Harris what she can do with her body. I think she should take her body and go jump in the lake. Okay, that's what she can do with her body, in my opinion. Oh, she is back in business. Let's face it. She was very silly, kind of had no mission there for a while. But now she's back doing what she does best, scolding people, yelling about things. I mean, this is what made her a superstar. This is why she got the job. All right. Knock yourself out, Kamala. I'm sure you're going to have at least something to do now. Okay. Oh, a lot of companies are jumping forward. Look at us. Look at how virtuous we are. Corporations to cover employees' travel costs for abortion care. Now, first off, this is way premature, okay? This is a draft opinion. John Roberts said it's a not, not a done deal yet, but they're trying to be, I don't know, placate the mob and virtue signal. And big companies, too. They're going to start... <laughs> Citibank, Apple, Yelp, Levi's, Amazon. They're going to start paying employees to fly to wherever they want to get the abortion if they can't get it where it's premature. But that's what they do. They throw money to say, look at us, look at us. Or maybe they just put out a press release. They did this during Black Lives Matter, by the way. These companies, they did not vet Black Lives Matter like they should have. They celebrated this stuff. They glorified it and said, look at us. We're giving money to this cause. Now we all know they were blowing the money on silly things like mansions and boats. How about that? So I think this is an interesting idea. What do you think? Let me know here at Newsmax. But have you noticed that a lot of people don't know how to shoot? Now, the NRA is actually very good at teaching people how to shoot. The National Rifle Association. I was a kid. I was at Boy Scout camp and I actually got a marksmanship uh, certificate from the National Rifle Association. And the big thing they emphasized was safety. The National Rifle Association primary mission is safety, gun ownership and safe gun ownership. Treat every weapon as if it's loaded, only point at things you want to actually shoot. How to aim, I learned how to aim. It was a great experience. You know who needs that experience? Unfortunately, I don't want anybody to get shot, but something's got to be done because we have a lot of people out there who are using guns who don't know how to shoot. Now, take a look at this. In uh, New York, not long ago, two gunmen uh, shooting and killing an innocent bystander, a 48-year-old community leader. Uh, These guys shot right there. They were not intending to hit him, but they did. Uh, Also in New York, a 16-year-old boy accidentally shot in the head and killed by his friend during a shootout. Uh, Also in New York, uh, right in the middle of the day, two children caught between a gunman and the intended target. Fortunately, the kids miraculously escaped injury, but this happens all the time. Uh, In January, an 11-month-old girl shot in the face by a stray bullet. Uh, 11-month-old. She survived. Um, She was in critical condition there for a while. Also, surveillance footage shows a shooting back in October of 2020 in the middle of the day. A black sedan opening fire on a group of men on the street. One of them has a gun in his pocket, fired back, accidentally shooting a 52-year-old female bystander in the leg. You know, I'm sorry, but someone's got to teach these guys how to shoot. Now, the NRA can't do it, right? I mean, maybe they could, but I don't think these guys are looking because the guys who are shooting are not, you know, 
following the law. And the NRA is a lawful organization. But somebody's got to teach them how to shoot because too many babies are being killed. I mean, how much longer can this go on? How much longer can people just pretend it's not happening? How much, how many more Netflix specials can Barack Obama be in while this happens? Hey, maybe it is the NRA. Or, or, I know the NRA has been unfairly demonized. How about Dr. Dre? You know this guy? He was, uh, what was that band he was in? N.W.A.? He sang, quote unquote, sang at the Super Bowl. He's a billionaire. Uh, Compton, he knows all about it. Uh, perhaps he could put together a program so these guys could learn how to shoot straight and not kill so many babies. We'll be right back. There's a new press secretary at the White House. Here she is. Some people are dazzled by her. Me, not so much. Be right back. Me, not so much. Be right back. Conflict. Real threats. Real heart. Now, there's a place America gets its news. No agenda. Just the facts. Newsmax. Real news for real people. So what do we think of uh, Kevin McCarthy? He is the minority leader in the House of Representatives, Republican from California. Here's the problem. He's not a leader. He's a career politician playing the games that career politicians do. I know the fake news is going after him, and so I have some sympathy, but he said this stuff, and he was wrong. This is shortly after January 6th, and he's panicking, and he's overreacting, and he's saying things that are not true about Donald Trump. Yeah, what the president did is atrocious and totally wrong. Um, From the standpoint, we're 12 days away. I mean, the one point I'd make with Biden, if you have an impeachment and you're stuck sitting in the Senate, I do think the impeachment divides the nation further and continues to fight even greater. Um, that's why I want to reach out to Biden. I wanted the president to meet the Biden, but that's not going to happen. Can this guy make anything happen? He's just kind of calling the game. He's not playing it. It's bad enough that they play game. He's just calling the game. And what did the president do that was atrocious and wrong? Call for a peaceful, uh, patriotic march? He didn't incite this thing. And his questions and concerns about the election are valid. Kevin McCarthy, career politician, I don't think he ever really was down with the Trump agenda, okay? This guy was all about the game of politics and apparently just watching it. Again, not much of a leader. These career politicians. Here's another one on the other side, uh, Democrat Gavin Newsom. Consistently opposing all of those supports. Hell, they don't even believe in climate science. Talk to me about being pro-life. Spare me. Your body, your choice. Can't stand these guys, these career politicians, and they know very little about the real world. Gavin Newsom has been doing this stuff since he was in his 20s. He's 50-something now. Joined Willie Brown's mayoral campaign at 28. That was not a guy you probably wanted to hang around with, Willie Brown, but he was doing it back in 1995. So career politicians, what are you going to do? We are 
finding out just how bad they are. Everybody knows about Lori Lightfoot, right? In Chicago. I mean, the worst. Uh, just listen to her. As a woman of color, um, as a, a lesbian, it's important to me that diversity is put front and center. Front and center, diversity, sexuality. What about cleaning the streets? What about crime, fighting it, huh? No, diversity and her sexuality, who cares? No one. It, we've got a rival for worst mayor in America. His name is Eric Adams. And his priorities aren't uh, cleaning up the streets and fighting crime. It's looking cool. That's what he does. And saying, well, semi-racist things against white people. I'm a black man, that's the mayor. But my story has been interpreted by people that don't look like me. Oh, he was really upset that so many white reporters were writing about him and not writing about him as favorably as he thought he deserved. The people are catching on. He had some pretty high favorability ratings for a while. A little bit of a honeymoon. That honeymoon is over. Take a look at the latest uh, this is the Quinnipiac, 43%, and we expect that to go down because when it comes to actually doing things, he's not good at that. <laughs> he puts on jackets that say stop gun violence. Okay, that's cute. That's very Instagrammable, but it doesn't do anything, and he doesn't know how to do anything. And then he goes out to Los Angeles and places like that promoting, this is the Milken Conference, promoting New York. Everybody already knows about New York, all right? <laughs> we, they know about New York. Now we just need it run well. And unfortunately, that's very much beyond him. All right, now this. Who's the opposite? Do you want your house back? Take it! Something to remember about January 6th. On January 6th, it really wasn't that big a deal. But they were desperate to make it into one. Take a look at this. We are watching an attempted sedition. We are watching, watching an attempt at a bloodless coup in the United States. Trump supporters stopping the constitutional process, the counting of electors. Okay, wow, that was pretty inflammatory uh, commentary, wasn't it? Narration. And what about this? This is basically taking over, storming the Capitol in, in, in a... In a it's anarchy. It really is anarchy. And the president has encouraged this time and time again. And they are stopping the constitutional peaceful transfer of power. Anarchy, insurrection, stopping democracy. Yet during the summer of Black Lives Matter and beyond, whenever the left riots, I mean, and they genuinely riot. This stuff was peaceful. This stuff is beautiful. This is uh this is the wonderful moment of racial justice. It is insane, and it is a lie. But we're on to it. We're on to it. Try doing that sometime, watching the news with the volume down. Uh, all right, there's a new press secretary at the White House. Her name is Corrine Jean-Pierre, and uh, she's been a Democratic operative for some time. Good luck to her. I'm sure she's going to be better than Jen Psaki. Although I'm not that impressed with Corinne Jean-Pierre. Um, they're making a big deal about her sexuality. She's gay. And I guess her race, they also think, is relevant. And she thinks both of these things are quite relevant. A couple of years ago, she wrote a book. And she wrote a little, uh, made a little video to go with the book. That's what you do these days. Watch. 
When I walk around this place, it still gives me chills. It feels like just yesterday when it was packed with more than a million Americans hopeful about our future. The doors to the halls of power were beginning to open up. People like me walked through and for the first time felt like we belonged. The man who is now sitting in the building I used to work in hates everything that I am. A black gay immigrant woman. That's quite a statement. Donald Trump hates everything you are, a black gay immigrant woman. And you got kicked out because you're black and gay and an immigrant woman, right? I know Donald Trump. You know Donald Trump. He doesn't hate anybody. He doesn't hate gay, black, immigrant women. In fact, here he is with uh, Martina Navratilova, who's uh, a gay immigrant. Uh, this is the late Liz Smith. Happened to be gay. So what? Uh, let's see. Uh, Naomi Campbell from Britain. I hear uh, certain things about her sexuality, but who knows? And let's see. Next we have ah the late Andre Leon Talley. New York is the big city, Corrine Jean-Pierre. We don't care about these things. You do. But you do to divide us. You do it for political reasons. Or maybe just to enhance yourself. Get over yourself. Good luck as the next press secretary. We'll be right back with, uh, ooh, the man who repaired Hunter Biden's laptop. Hunter Biden owes him, I think, 185 bucks. Well, bucks. We'll be right back. So, the infamous Hunter Biden laptop. Imagine this scenario, right? He puts all of this information, all of this incriminating, weird stuff, everything is documented in his laptop, and then he brings it to a store in Wilmington, Delaware, agrees to you know, get it fixed and pay for it, but totally abandons it. And uh, it becomes the property of the store owner. Then the whole world starts hearing about Burisma. The owner of that store puts two and two together, takes a look at the computer, which is his total right, and makes some shocking discoveries and then turns it over to the FBI. And uh, well, we'll go on from there. John Paul Mac Isaac is the computer repairman owner of the Mac shop. His new book, by the way, comes out in November. Let's put the book up on the screen. American Justice, My Battle to Expose the Truth. It comes out in November. By the way, he is suing a number of people, including Adam Schiff, CNN, The Daily Beast. John Paul Mike Isaac joins us along with Joe Flynn, CEO of the America Project, happens to be the brother of General Flynn. Gentlemen, welcome. First, John Paul Mac Isaac, thank you. How are you? Oh, I'm hanging in there. I'm doing a lot better now than I have been. Can I ask you something? And I wanted to ask you this since, uh, I guess, two years ago. Are you a person of faith? Because the way I see it, this is all the hand of God, that all of this information, that he should document it like this, and it should go to you, and and you should do the right thing with it. I just... It's 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 almost too crazy. It has to be divine. I'm sorry to go there. I just had to share that with you. That's my take. What do you think? I think if he has a plan, he has a plan. You know, it's it's who am I to question? I'm just trying to do the right thing and live my life the right way. And and if, if this is what he had in store for me, then that's 
one of the reasons why I keep going. By the way, you did not know it was Hunter Biden right off the bat. How did you figure out it was him? There was some confusion initially, right? Well, I didn't know who he was. I have a visual impairment, so I couldn't really see who he was from the distance that he was. And it wasn't until I collected his personal information, his first name and his last name, where I kind of put two and two together. All right. And this, by the way, you didn't steal it. You didn't hack it. He did not pay you. He did not pick up the laptop. And we all have seen those receipts after whatever, 90 days or so, it becomes the store's property. My understanding is you heard the hearings, you started hearing about Burisma, and you decided to do a word search. Is that correct? Well, it, it was one of those scenarios where it was in the news. I remember specifically during the data transfer that I saw data that I thought was relevant to what I saw in the news that it looked like there was a criminal investigation building upon that information. So I, I felt like this was a good way for me to take what I thought was a personal risk to my safety and, and get it to the FBI's attention, because if it was part of an investigation, then it definitely needed to be at the, with the authorities. Uh, I definitely feared for my life for what I had seen on the laptop, and I felt like there could be repercussions, in, including my safety. And that's that's the personal reason why I took it to the FBI. Uh, not much time left. You basically went to war. You went up against the Bidens in Delaware. Hmm. My sense is that they essentially own that state. What was it like for you? Well, it didn't last very long. I think less than three weeks, I was on a plane out to Colorado to go into hiding for a year. So it, it didn't go well for me at all. There is a lawsuit that's being put together, and that's uh, where you come in, Joe Flynn. The, uh, you're the CEO of the America Project. Uh, there are a lot of people who said a lot of bad things, untrue things about uh, John Paul Mac Isaac. Tell us about the lawsuit, please. Well, we, I, I met John Paul through his lawyer who has done some work for the America Project. The America Project was created by myself, my brother, and Patrick Byrne specifically to help people who are struggling with individual rights and organizations that need support for fighting election integrity and other things. When they brought this to our attention, I said to myself, it's reminded me a lot of what happened to our family when the media and the Democratic Party in collusion went after us. And I said, this is something we need to we need to support because this poor person, not wanting to cause any trouble, uh, was just attacked sure. by the media and, and the Democratic Party. And we just wanted to uh, help him with his seek, seeking justice. And that's why we went after this. And it's the right thing to do. We felt it was the right thing to do. Certainly. Uh, John Paul, is there one person, one person who offended you the most in this entire process? There are a lot of folks talking about you saying some untrue things. Is there one that stood out more than the others? Well, in the optics of a Russian disinformation or, or an agent for Putin, I think Adam Schiff uh, gets the prize for that one. Uh, he didn't waste much time to kind of go before the American people on CNN to uh, for that. Did you have had the reporters, by the way, were giving you a hard time. The mm. laptop has been substantiated, verified, triple verified. We all know it's legit. Has anybody come to you and said, sorry? No. And, and I'm not I'm not looking for an apology. I'm looking for the rest of the country to realize that the media that they've trusted and the social media they depend on and big tech and, and these other agencies, you have to kind of give it a second glance. 
that you can't take this for granted. And beyond, and beyond. We wish you success with the book. Please come back uh, closer to thank its you. publication and with the lawsuit. Check out the America Project. Joe Flynn, we thank you. And John Paul Mac Isaac, thank you, sir. Let everybody know that I was an agent of, and this was all an operation out of the Kremlin. So uh, I think I think he gets the prize for that. Did you have had the reporters, by the way, were giving you a hard time? No. And, and I'm not I'm not looking for an apology. I'm looking for the rest of the country to realize that the media that they've trusted and the social media they depend on and big tech and, and these other agencies, you have to kind of give it a second glance that you can't and, take this for granted and beyond and beyond. We wish you success with the book. Please come back uh, closer to its publication and with the lawsuit. Check out the America Project. Joe Flynn, we thank you. And John Paul Mac Isaac, thank you, sir, very, very much. And we'll be right back. Desperate Dave, dishonest again. Once again, <laughs> President Trump endorsed me because he knew that these ads were as vicious towards me and untrue as they were against him because they're delivered by insiders who are scared of what we represent, which is telling the truth and pushing back hard. Wow, what a debate on Newsmax. Uh, Dr. Oz, I've read the reviews. You did very well. You should feel very good about it. How are you, sir? I'm doing very well. We were high-fiving yesterday after the debate. Uh, part of the reason for the high-fiving uh, was that there were multiple attempts made to, to try to take these ads, which are fictitious, and make them seem legitimate. They clearly are not. President Trump actually warned me that there would be attack ads just like he'd experienced, and I should just fend them off because over time people realize they're not true. I'm an America first conservative, strongly pro-life, strongly in favor of the Second Amendment. In fact, the NRA gave me their highest uh, award, their letter grade, uh, for an unelected official. And at the end of all these ads, you're left with one basic reality. I am who I say I am, endorsed by President Trump for all the reasons that he announced uh, when he first came out and said he was going to be with me. And he's coming to Greensburg, where I am right now, tomorrow, to make America great by making Pennsylvania great. So I'm extremely proud of that. I should point out that one of the things about this debate last night, Newsmax did a wonderful job covering it, is that all the other candidates started calling out Dave McCormick for his close ties to China. While we were here trying to help America, trying to help Pennsylvania, deal with COVID. He was building the biggest hedge fund, foreign hedge fund ever in China. You don't build a $1.3 billion fund without working with the Chinese communist government. That is a point made by Carla Sands and, um, and, and, and Kathy Barnett made it as well. And Jeff Bortos pointed out that all of us here in Pennsylvania are paying higher property taxes because Dave took over half a billion dollars in fees with his firm and we're left holding the bill. Wall Street made money, Main Street lost. People in Pennsylvania are upset about that because our property taxes, some of the worst in the nation. Primary day is very close, May 17th. And uh, tomorrow, though, we'll see you right here on Newsmax. You'll be there, of course, with President Trump, who endorsed you in a big way. Dr. Raz, I'm going to have to go see you, doctor. I got a problem with the voice. We're out of time. Uh, I appreciate it so much. Thank you, sir. Honey and warm water. Trust me, I'm a doctor. Okay. Great, great. Have a good one. And Tomorrow night, the Save America rally in Pennsylvania with Donald Trump, President Trump, and Dr. Oz, his endorsed candidate in the Senate race. I'll see you tomorrow.